G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, for so many of us, we love to recount the story of David and Goliath, a significant story and some would argue not so much a children's story, but really an adult story. And when challenges come our way, sometimes we think of ourselves as in the shoes of David when we're facing major challenges, major problems. Sometimes those challenges and problems are our individual problems. Sometimes it's at the foot of a whole nation facing challenges. And that's what some people are describing the current situation with Israel Folau who was sacked from his job because he posted a biblical scripture. And the challenge, of course, before the national parliament right now is to get things right. Otherwise, it's your job or my job on the line if we want to be public about our faith. So if we don't stand with David, will we be slain by Goliath? Well, Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about these things this week, and he's back with us today. Welcome back, Bill. Great to be back. Bill, it is a great example, isn't it? David versus Goliath. And when you've got someone the likes of Israel Folau and you've got the size and status of Rugby Australia and then all of those sponsors, uh, it truly is a battle of the little guy against the big ones who are trying to suppress him. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, you know, as you say, uh, ANZ and insurance companies and all kinds of other Qantas, all kinds of big time sponsors, all uh, really seemingly behind all this. They wanted Falau dumped because they didn't like his views. So uh, most people don't have the time or money or resources to take on these mega corporate giants. And of course, almost all of the mainstream media has been on the side of Rugby Australia against Falau. So it certainly is a David and Goliath battle, but uh, something to also keep in mind, when David went up against the Philistine, he was not doing it just on his own behalf. Of course, he was doing it for all of Israel, in fact, for the God of Israel. Uh, He knew that if Goliath won, uh, Israel would be totally routed and the whole nation would suffer. And I think the parallel here is pretty close. In fact, we can speak of the God of Israel. In this case, uh, Israel Falau and his God, uh, if he loses this case, well, we all suffer. In fact, not just Christians, anybody who loves freedom, free speech, as well as religious liberty, we're all going to suffer greatly if things like this are allowed to go unchallenged. And Flau is not able to somehow fight back with our help. Bill, let me put you on the spot, take you deep into what I think one of the challenges is here for Christian believers. When we read the words of Jesus in that circumstance of, uh, you know, if someone strikes you on the cheek, 
turn the other cheek and take another strike on the other side. When we hear those words of Jesus and we contrast them with the way that the courageous David didn't want to stand back and allow his people to be trampled but stood up to the giant, somehow we have a little conflict here. How do you describe how we might work out what Christians ought to do when there is a bullying situation, as we've seen, of Israel Folau? Yeah, good point. Uh, actually, I've written on this often, including just this week. I did a whole piece looking at that very issue. Uh, I tried to point out that often we have uh, well, somewhat confused thinking when it comes to what Scripture has to say about all this. For example, we're sometimes confusing personal ethics with social ethics. Uh, for example, your pacifist Christian will say Christians should never uh, be involved with warfare or the military. It's always wrong. Well, uh, again, the social personal ethic uh, is how you look at that. God has actually ordained the state. He's created government to maintain justice, to punish wrongdoers, to promote what is right. So by God's own reckoning, there is a place for the military. There is a place for just warfare. If an individual Christian wants to opt out, that's up to him. And I think the situation applies here as well. Um, There can well be cases where an individual Christian has maybe been harmed or wronged, uh, treated unjustly, unfairly. He can if he wants choose to simply let it go through to the keeper and say, oh, well, that's just my lot in life, or I'm willing to move on. But equally, he can appeal to justice. Again, God set up state. There's a place for justice. If a worker is wrongfully fired from his job, especially when it looks like it's anti-discrimination laws being violated all over the place with anti-Christian bigotry, Well, I think a Christian has every right to appeal to the powers that be, to stand up for his rights. Uh, And in fact, I'd even say you could do it both simultaneously. Let's say a a guy you know that you're witnessing to, trying to win to the Lord, one night breaks into your home, steals some of your stuff. Uh, What do you do as a Christian? Well, you're trying to reach him. You can personally... Uh, forgive him if you wish, but I think it would be not unreasonable as well, for his own good at least, to maybe press charges, take him to court. Uh, so it's, again, the social and the personal ethic being worked out. There's interplay between them, and I think the same is true here. It's really not a personal case of Israel Falau. It's the much bigger case of religious freedom coming under attack. So, uh, I have little time, actually, for those who say uh, Falau is wrong to uh, stand up for his rights here. In fact, you simply look at the book of Acts all the time the Apostle Paul did it. Uh, You know, there is a place for it. Interestingly, to reflect, as you have, uh, that had David not taken the initiative that he did and confronted the Goliath, then Mm -hmm. the Philistines would have overrun the Israelites, and there is a certain sense here in which that parallel may be true as well. If this case is not one, then it may be that those who have had their bats out 
uh, to put across the backs of Christians uh, will potentially overrun the church. That is a real risk, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it sure is, and that's what many of us have been trying to say. We've got to get the big picture here. This is not just about one guy and his unfair dismissal. This is a much, much bigger war that's going on. It's really a battle against, certainly, Christianity and the right of believers to share the gospel, uh, at least on their own time, when they're not at work, which is exactly what Slough has done. It's about religious freedom, religious liberty, the very things that have made Western nations great, and the very things, if we allow them to be tampered with and undermined, that can really destroy the West. So uh, this is big-time stuff here, and we need to get beyond just one person's struggle, as bad as it is. He's been willing to lay his life on the line for this. We should be grateful. He's doing it for all of us, just like David laid his life on the line for all of the Israelites. For some of those who have had their bats out for the Christian church, trying to silence the Christian voice, almost an atheistic, rage-driven approach that comes against the church, the sorts of words they use can get in your ear. Those sorts of words, and I know you've been reflecting on these, you know, why didn't Israel Folau pay his own way? Why did Australian Christians need to, or Australian supporters, need to dig deep and support this effort? Or other things like, why didn't they give the money to the poor and not to someone like Israel Folau? And what about inclusion and tolerance? Almost weasel words that distract you from the real thing that's in demand for our attention here. What are your thoughts on those who might have listened to some of those words and been distracted from the real game here? Yeah, well, again, I've dealt with all these uh, objections and criticisms. Again, we expect non-Christians to come up with these kind of things, but the worrying bit is about how many Christians who really are not seeming to think through things very carefully or maybe just too compromised in their own faith to really see straight. Uh, you know, people can give money to whatever they want. They can give to the poor, and they can give to defend religious freedom. It's just a dumb idea that you have to choose one or the other. Uh, and anybody who's in a position of losing his career, losing his income, even if they do have a few properties, uh, it's not all that easy just to sell everything you have and fight a legal battle that could be in the tens of millions of dollars. Again, we're up against the big wigs here. We're up against Qantas and ANZ. We're up against Rugby Australia that's gotten something like $28 million in taxpayer funds just in the last few years. So this is not easy for anybody, uh, even if they are a bit wealthy. So again, we've got to stop listening to the world here. We've got to start thinking a bit more carefully and think about the big picture and what is really at risk. And you say, Bill, in one of your articles, should Christians stand up for their rights, that we ought not to be ignorant here of the biblical foundations for what it is that actually affects a nation that makes righteousness a focus uh, and you can't really just roll over here. You can't necessarily take that as you were describing that personal ethic of turn the other cheek because the national interest here is at risk. Yeah, well, quite right. Uh, and I've still had so many Christians saying to me, 
uh, Bill, you know, uh, Flau should just take what he's got coming. He should accept his punishment. Christians don't have rights. You know, on and on they go. They're just, again, they're not thinking too clearly or biblically here. Uh, as you say, this is in the national interest. This impacts all of us. So it's not just a personal case of deciding, well, okay, I'll, I'll take this injustice and I won't argue any further. And again, the most obvious example about why these critics are wrong is simply the last full third of the book of Acts, as I already mentioned. What is that about? The whole thing, the whole last eight or ten chapters is about the Apostle Paul being falsely accused, being uh, jailed, arrested, tried by a number of secular rulers, and guess what? Paul doesn't just put up his arms and roll over and say, oh, well, I'll be a doormat for Jesus. He actually defends himself. He actually appeals to Caesar. This is Nero you know, one of these horrible pagan rulers, all the way, the last eight, ten chapters, it's about Paul saying, I have rights as a Roman citizen. I have a right to do what I'm doing. I will not go away quietly. Thank you very much. So for those people who claim we have no rights, well, they better start looking at Paul. And as I say in my piece as well, sure, personally, in our relationship with God, you can talk that way. You know, I have no rights. I give up my rights at the cross. I'm a bond servant of Jesus Christ, as Paul said. So sure, in that sense, I have no rights. But again, in the uh, social setting, uh, I'm a citizen of a nation. I've got obligations to the nation, and I've got certain rights. And there's nothing wrong with seeking to uphold those rights especially given that God is the one who set up government in the first place to maintain justice. Well, there are new developments every day, not only with Israel Folau, but also what's running parallel to that, the government's deliberations over the way that they'll present legislation that will endeavour to protect the rights of those religious freedoms that we've experienced in Australia so far challenging days ahead and Bill Muhlenberg always so good to get your insights into these things just gives us a little bit of a context and a reminder that there are such things as personal ethics and that there are such things as biblical Christian ethics that apply beyond the personal and into the broader context the broader situation of a nation. Bill, thank you so much for taking some time today. I'll point people to these articles that you've been writing. Simply go to billmuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch one word. Bill, thanks for being with us on 2020. Thanks again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.